Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, good evening. And of course, welcome back to night seven of the World Darts Championships. Uh, tonight saw the return of the double session uh, after last night's uh, evening session and more edge of your seat darting action. Um, throughout the next hour or so, we'll be reviewing the eight games from this evening, uh, as well as predicting the eight games we have tomorrow as we edge even closer to the Christmas break. And to offer his expert opinion alongside me, it's Cam McFarlane. Cam, firstly, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, not too bad, mate. It's nice having you on rather than Gob, because I never get called an expert when Gob's on. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's um, he's living it up at the uh, the Alexandra Palace, isn't he? He was there for the afternoon session. Very, very jealous of him. Yeah, yeah, I was as well. As I sat there at work today, and he's enjoying himself watching the darts. It was yeah, a little bit jealous. Yeah, I know. And maybe a couple of the games we thought would go a little bit closer, and I think God would have would have agreed with that one. But we'll get into that as we uh, as we go along. Um, a couple of people, G, G's Adventures in the chat room. Remember, let us know um, that you're listening. We'll try and get you some reaction as well um, as the show goes on. If we can't get you any, of course, um, then we will. Um, then it's all available on our social media channels. Just just click on the link and it'll take you straight to our YouTube channel where you can get the full reaction with um, from Phil uh, when he's speaking to the winners. So first up, uh, the first match of the day to get us started, and it was, of course, um, La- Darius Labanowskis who, uh, who who secured a pretty impressive comeback from 3-2 down over John O'Shea. Uh, and Cam, at 2-0 up, John O'Shea must have been pinching himself. Yeah, uh, this was one that I think me and God both fancied would go quite close today, but it didn't look like doing for that those first couple of sets. And John O'Shea looked like he kind of was just the one that was getting over the line when it mattered. But good comeback that from Darius. I think he's the only one so far in this tournament possibly that's come back from 2-0 down, um, which shows how tough it is to do at that point because you literally can't make a mistake really once you get to that spot. And and yeah, I thought you wrapped it up pretty well in the end. Yeah, I mean, I guess we, we've become quite accustomed to 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 seeing what Darius Labanowskis can can play like, and and two 0 down, he really was nowhere near his best. Um, but a one five eight in there, thir- just under thirty two percent on his doubles, um, and an eighty three average. I know it's not that impressive, and and, and barring the one five eight, not a great performance. But I'm pretty sure he'll be happy with with hanging in there and you know, essentially completing a, an unlikely comeback. Well, exactly that. I mean, like you say, you're absolutely staring down the barrel at 2-0 down and not the greatest performance, but it really doesn't matter so much at this stage. It's all about getting over the line in the in the early rounds and we know he can play a lot better than that. We've seen, obviously, him hit the nine last year as well. 
Um, so, yeah, he's always got he's always got a little burst in his locker, and I mean, it's, it's a good it's a good win that because it's not a, not an easy tie whatsoever against John O'Shea, and I think he's he's done well to come through it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And just a final word on John O'Shea before we move on to uh, to look at the second game on his debut, two 0 up in a game, very close to to getting himself into the next round. He, he must be absolutely gutted this evening. He will be, yeah. But like I say, it's on his debut. He's give it a really good go. We've seen people first time up there on that stage look a lot worse than that. So puts him in a good in a good stead and just come back and have have a real go again next year. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And a game that um that took a little bit of a different um way to to the first game, and that was Martin Kleermacher who who demolished uh, Zi Cheng. Han from China uh, in quite a, an impressive performance from him, um, winning three nil. Not much coming back at him, Cam, and, and I, I imagine it was the performance we all expected. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we sat here last night, me and Gob, and both went. I think we both went with three nil based on the fact that we had no idea who Si Cheng Han was and couldn't find anything about him to go with, really, other than the fact that <laughs> I think he came second in the in the qualifiers, but got through based on the fact that um, whoever it was that won, he couldn't travel. Um, so, yeah, we were a bit bit stuck on where to go with this one, other than the fact that we know that is a good player and, and when he's on, he, he looks really good. And looking at looking at the game, you can see <laughs> solid from G's adventures there. I'm a fan of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, looking at the game, it just... He basically did what what we would expect him to do, and just did a really good, solid, professional job, and got it, and got it done really. And I imagine that's you know essentially that's what you have to do, don't you, against these players who are who are lesser known and and you know seventy seven average throughout the match. You just have to get the get the result and not be embroiled in in a battle, and and I guess lower yourself to to that seventy seven average. Well, yeah, exactly. We've seen it. I mean, we saw it yesterday with the. Um, the Jamie Hughes game yesterday that was where they brought brought each other down to a level that was almost unwatchable at, at times and to to just hold on to what you're doing, keep your game at, at its level and not not drop off when there's not a lot coming back. I mean, I know to be fair, Z Chen Chan's at four one eighties, but I mean in between that there was a lot of not very much and that's that's where the difference has been and yeah, like I say, I think it's impressive from Claymacher really to to make it look that comfortable. Yeah, and just a final word on on um, on Han. I know me and Gob touched on it the other night. I think it was um, I think it might have been Monday night when I when I was last on, and we, we talked about how the Asia Tour returning will benefit a lot of these uh, Asian players. Cam, I guess for him and 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 other players that we've seen, their game will improve with more match practice. Match practice. Yeah, definitely that. I mean, like you say, it, they've not had a tour for the last couple of years, really, to speak of. It's it's not they've not been getting the match practice and basically coming up here cold. And I think the more they play, the more competitive matches they get in. They're gonna look better these guys when they come over and play in these sorts of tournaments. And and like you say, I mean, it will help the fact if he can make it back next year that he's already had the experience of being up there once as well, and and see where he goes from there. Yeah, so next up for Martin Kleermacher um, is Chris Dobie. And obviously, I, I just missed off there that next up for Darius Labanowskis is a match against Ross Smith. So that should be a tasty affair as well. Um, if you are just joining us, of course, 
haven't got any uh, interview clips at the moment. That may change. Um, obviously, it all depends on 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 whether Phil manages to get them into the system. If not, um, then they'll all be on our social media channels, so you can uh, you can get them in full with all the winners. Um, Cam, next to the third match of the afternoon, and probably one of the most disappointing matches for me of the World Championships so far. Maybe we put too much hype on it, um, but it was Josh Rock, Rock who cruised past um, a double troubled. Callan Rids to book his place in the next round. Um, Cam, it's hard to understand how this game has ended 3 0. Yeah, I mean, it's it was an odd one. I mean, how many times could would we watch Callan Rids play and, and even on his worst day be better than 14% on the doubles? It's it's just a bit of an anomaly, really, in, in terms of how bad it actually was on the outer ring for him. And I mean, yeah, we all thought this was going to be the absolute tie of the round, but Josh Rock's not actually had to do that much to get over the line here. Um, and we were thinking, yeah, I think both me and Golf fancied him to win this game, but we thought it would be an absolute cracker and he was going to have to play at his, pretty much his best to do so and look up to the standard we've seen him look all year. But he didn't have to do that today, just mainly down to the fact that Callum couldn't hit a bar door, basically. <laughs> Yeah, and then that was um, this was the game I think that everyone was 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 looking forward to. Josh Rock, I think I saw on Twitter, is now down to eight to one um, to win the uh, win the world championships. I think he's fourth favourite, um, and Peter Wright is is at a higher price than him. Cam, it, it, it's quite an incredible rise for for Josh Rock. He doesn't even get out of first gear, and he's still cruising past players. Yeah, and he he is that good, but. I do think it's, it's still far too short of a price in terms of actually for for winning this this tournament. But then again, if he plays his best, it could happen. I, I'm not there's certainly no way I'm going to sit here and say that he can't do it. But first first time at the world, I think eight to one and a lower price than someone that we've seen win this tournament twice already is probably a little bit a little bit too short for for my money at least. Yeah, probably quite a few keen, uh, keen people getting on on board him. Um, definitely for for that. Um, sets up a really nice tie as well in the next round for for Josh Rock against Nathan Aspinall. Um, so that game could be a, a tasty one. <laughs> Give me round. a bit of that. <laughs> Yes, one hundred percent. I know Jalf commented about that, saying uh, saying how how much he was looking forward to that game. Um, the final match of the afternoon, Cam, was a one eighty fest. Uh, I have to put my hand up and say I didn't expect it to be like this, um, which saw Andrew Gilding and Dave Chisnell. Um, Chizzy had to work very very hard for that game, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it just showed you how how good Andrew Gilding is right now. To be honest, and when he set off. Out the box, winning the first set three 0 as well. You're thinking, Chis is banging trouble here, uh, but very, very good performance. Like you say, battling performance to get through. And yeah, we, I mean, the the one eighty hitting like fourteen of them in however many legs they played. What was it? Sixteen legs. So fourteen one eighties between them in sixteen legs. It's it's pretty good going, especially at this stage of the tournament. Um, I think yeah, just. Impressive from Chizzy to get over the line, um, just really hit the shots when it mattered, even though he, he missed a few more chances than Gilding did. He took the ones at the right time and it just, just about got himself over the line and probably what flatters him a little bit with a 3-2 win. Uh, a 3-1 win, sorry. Yeah, and, and you know, I know that he's out-averaged 
um, Chizzy's uh, out, out, um, out, out on the percentages, sorry, of, of him with 41% as Andrew Gilding, Goldfinger, the rise that he has made. We know he's, he's a, we know he's a solid player. Um, we know he's, he's a very capable player. Um, but for him to come out like he did and to blow Chizzy away in the first set with a really impressive 1 1 2 average, it really shows that, you know, if he can sustain a level of that, he can play against some of the top players regularly. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, he's had one leg in there where it's took him 17 darts to win it, but the other two in the 11 and 12, just, it's just outrageous, especially at the start of the game. And I think, like, like I kind of said there, I think Chizzy would have been thinking, hang on a minute, this isn't what, I, what I'm expecting in my first game of the tournament. But like I say, Gilding's been, been really good this year. We've seen him make finals and we've seen him play play really well all year. And that scoring power from him has, has really sort of come to the fore this year and just didn't quite make the most of it today. But it's a really good performance from him, from both of them really, and one of the better games we've seen. Yeah, and of course, Andrew Gildin, who at the start of the 2022-23 season was 122nd in the PDC Order of Merit. Now, only provisionally, this is he's down to 41st, so a real rise back to um, back to, to the levels that we know. Um, just just on Chizzy, I know we've we've talked about you know, for example, Josh Rockcam uh, and the easy game that he's made it out to be made the games out to be. For Dave Chisnell, a bit of a scare early on do you think that'll stand him in good stead for for the tournament as it progresses i think so yeah i think like you say it's it's it was a really tough game for him and to come through it with a 3-1 win when he's sort of had to really battle and and get through it it's it's what you need early on i think sometimes like you don't want to just be cruising through matches and thinking this is easy and then you all of a sudden come up against someone in sort of like the fourth round or something that plays well against you and all of a sudden you're a little bit undercut because you've not really been in a battle. I think the fact he's already got over the line is is something that can only help him. And I mean, we know with Chizzy, he, he very rarely makes it look particularly easy, um, <laughs> regardless mm. of when, whenever he gets. And he, but yeah, he's, it's, I think it's a good thing for him. I think it'll help him going forwards. Yeah, well, that sets up a tie. Um, not to spoil what we're going to talk about later, but that does set a tie up with um, Stephen Bunting in the next round. So another really tough game for for Dave Chisnell. But we'll get on to Stephen Bunting's game, uh, the last game of tonight in a in, in a couple of minutes. Um, into the evening session, and the first game that we saw, of course, was Mervyn King, and he was another player, Cam, who had to work hard for his win, uh, having raced into a two 0 um, lead against Danny Baggish um, with a final set decider. What did you make of Merv King? Because at 2-0, I kind of expected that to be that and, and the game to be done. But Danny Baggish just has a knack of hanging in on games. He does. He Danny Baggish is just... He loves being in a scrap, doesn't he? He loves fighting. Um, and especially up on that world stage, I mean, it seems to be the best that we ever see him play and it brings out the best of him I actually thought Baggish should have won this game 3-0 to be honest he hmm. we say Merv raced into a 2-0 lead but he didn't he fell into a 2-0 lead if anything he he could have lost both, should have lost both of those first two sets really and Baggish should have been sort of sat here thinking right one more win and I'm keeping my tour card here but as it is he's going to have to go back to Q-School now and 
and fight his way back for it. But it was good from Merv as well. I, I, he, he did what we know he can do. And if you don't take your chance against him, he's going to punish you. And he always does. And it looked like he might not for a little bit when he went back to two each. But that final set was, was class from him, to be fair. And he got over the line pretty well in it. Yeah, and a word on Merv King, who you know is is a regular on our screens. Five one eighties for him, ninety three point seven four average. How how do we think he's going to fare going later in the tournament? Because obviously, up next is either Rob Cross or Scott Williams for for Merv. So, do we feel as if his performance? I know he's had a tough year. Do we feel like he's still got it in him to potentially have a good run in the tournament? He has, but he's going to have to play better than he did tonight. He can't mm. give up those opportunities early on against either of those two because, I'll be honest, Scott Williams looked absolutely fantastic the other night. And Rob Cross, we know he's he's improved over the year and he's got back to more of the Rob Cross that we're used to seeing and what we know he can do. So, yeah, Merv's going to have to do a lot better than that. I think the biggest worry for him was how much he seemed to be struggling up on the stage just with the heat and the, the rest of it. Um, I mean, it was only a couple of days ago when it was freezing cold that were people were the other way around on the stage and couldn't kind of get warm. But I think it's only about seven degrees outside today, if that. Um, so if Merv's struggling with the heat there, it's a little bit of a worry, especially when you get into the longer games, because that must have took a lot out of him tonight. Yeah, and of course, you know, we know what he's like in, in these longer games and, and, you know, potentially come up against players who, who give it a little bit more. I know he doesn't really like the way MVG and, and going Bryce celebrate, but that's that's the way that Merv, um, Merv King is. I, I imagine, as, as as you say, the longer the, the format goes, the endurance will, will be really questioned for him. But having said that, in the fifth set, obviously when he needed it the that's most... That's the best he looked, to be fair, yeah. It was the best he looked with a 101 average you know, he still has it in there, doesn't he, to, to to bring it when he needs it. Yeah, even when he's looking a little bit down and out, it's, well, it's that that thing of right, one last effort and he and he seemed to come through it and yeah, if anything, like you say, it was it was the best he played to be fair, that, that final set and wrapped it up pretty comfortably in the end. Yeah, um one hundred percent. Very, very uh a decent enough performance from from Merv King. Um, then straight after them, it was Gabriel Clemens who uh, who stole the show against Willie O'Connor. Another game I completely didn't predict and think that this was the way it was going to go. Um, but what a performance by the German camp! Yeah, um, I certainly didn't see it going this way. I had I had Willie O'Connor winning this one, but fair play to Al from Al's toy bar, and he played well today. And if anyone gets that reference in the chat, <laughs> you're never going to unsee it now. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, he he was fantastic tonight. I thought he played really, really well. A couple of really nice big finishes in there as well. And again, it was another one where Willie O'Connor kind of missed a couple of opportunities and could have been could have been tuning up himself in in sets. But when it came to that that third set, that was it. It was kind of over and done with and, and Gabe wrapped it up pretty quickly. I honestly cannot believe you have just referenced it looking like that because I've just searched that up and oh my God. If he comes out in a chicken suit, then that would be the end of me. That would be it. That'd be that's... even better than even better than Ricky Evans walk on last night. Oh it would definitely be um be, be better than better than that. But of course um for 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 Gabriel Clemens throughout the three sets. I know we've talked about doubling tonight and we, and we will continue to talk about people's um, doubling disasters. 
his was pretty decent tonight. 50% in the first set, 42 in the second and 30 in the third. He was pretty clinical on the outer ring. Yeah, he was, like you say. It was, it was impressive and I thought it was a very good performance. Yeah, exactly that. Um, a couple of people as well getting involved. Make, make sure you let us know exactly what you felt about the games um, so far. We've had some brilliant, uh, brilliant games. And of course, going on to probably the performance of the World Championships so far and MVG, everyone's pick, um, well, most people's pick anyway for the World Championship winner. That was something special tonight, wasn't it? It was. And... Again, it's another one where it was probably more impressive because it was a game where Louis didn't turn up like we know he can and like we've seen him do before um, and seen him play in, in, in obviously the first round. And he'll probably be a little bit disappointed, but to not switch off in that game, which could he could very easily have done MVG, to just keep it going and play at that level. I mean, that second set was just utterly outrageous. The 125 average, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah he's, it was it was class from him tonight. And like I said, the trouble 19 from him were just I don't, don't think he missed one almost. It was that it was that good on on the switching from him as well. And yeah, he looked he looked very good. But there will be tougher tests than that that come. To be fair. I guess I know we, we touched on um, Louis Williams. I, I imagine even if he'd have played at his best, he probably still he probably would have got maybe a set or or maybe two against MVG. But but I don't think he could have done much more. I don't know if you agree or not. But he, he just came get up against an MVG that was really on it tonight. Yeah, uh, I think it was one of those games where Louis had to start fast and he had to get out the blocks, playing well, and probably win the the first set. If he won the first set, he was in the game. As soon as he lost that, MVG just there was sort of a bit of the jeopardy went there and he sort of relaxed and then in that second set when he relaxed he just threw in a ridiculous set that nobody could have lived with. And then from there the game was pretty much done and you knew that Lou was he was struggling a little bit at that point and sort of just fighting to try and even just get a leg on the board at that point. But yeah, I, I just think we know there's a lot more in the locker from him. We saw how well he played on in his first round game, and and I suppose it's it's all about it. I mean, the guy's twenty; like he's mm. he's got a long, long, long time to to come back and have have another go and and keep making an impact on that stage. So I don't think he should be too down hard about it. Like you say, realistically, even if he'd thrown his best game, he probably still loses that match today. Yeah, and. A word on on Michael Van Gogh's next opponents, who will will probably be watching that and won't be looking forward to taking him on Mike Dedeka or Mensis Soljevic. Um, either of those players will will be fearing the worst, I imagine, if if MVG turns up like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Mike Dedeka played quite well the other night, but again, not at a level that he's going to worry MVG in the slightest if he's even even close to that sort of standard that he played at tonight and. I mean, we know what Mensa can do, but again, not one that's been in the greatest of form coming into this. And obviously, you can't really... We know Mensa likes a little slow it down or what, whatever he might might do mm. occasionally, even though he says he doesn't. Um, but <laughs> we know that 
he might try those tricks, but it doesn't work with MVG because once he gets to the phase, he, he generally take, he doesn't rush to the to the hockey anyway. Once he gets there, the rhythm is always the same anyway. So not one that he's really going to affect with that. So I think he cruises past either of them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One well, before we touch on uh, Stephen Bunting, um, I have been told that there are a couple of interview clips that are just loading in. So we'll first have a, have a look at which one the first one is, and it's Josh Rock, um, who of course was victorious against Callan Rids. Let's hear what he had to say. The Josh Rock hasn't come out yet, but at the same time, it's hard for everybody to perform the way they want to on that stage because we're all there for a reason. We all want to be world champion, so I need to wake up. That'll be a really good game because obviously he'd be out there beat. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From last time, European Championships, but I know I bet my going to do it again. Yeah, because I'm not performing. So I need to learn to wake up and just forget about it, to be quite honest. But same time, as I said, we're all there for the one to be world champion. So we're everybody's trying that extra bit harder. Wow, Cam, that's quite a scary thought, isn't it? That the, the best Josh Rock hasn't come out yet. <laughs> well, that that's it. And I mean, to be fair, he didn't today. Um we we both kind of said that, but I just love his I love his confidence. And even though I mean we we've seen it this week from from Scott Williams as well, where the the confidence that the pair have got in their ability is just something else. But Josh is a little bit more reserved about the way he talks about it. He's still, you can tell he's confident, but he's not sort of shouting it from the rooftops the same way yeah. Scott does. But that's just Scott's character. He's probably a little bit more of an extrovert than, than Josh's. But yeah, there's there are levels that he can still go to. That I mean, we saw how well he played in that game where he hit the nine against MVG and basically chucked it at him backwards and forwards for, for the entire game, basically. He was nowhere near that today, and and that's a scary thought for anyone that he comes up against. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've got a couple more clips as well that come in. Uh, next up, it's Martin Kleermacher, who, um, as we say, took well an easy performance um, against Zee Cheng Han. Uh, he was speaking to Phil Bars after his three nil win. Um, not in the beginning because I was searching on uh, in a database from Jacques Newlard and there was no information. So I was okay. Keep it to yourself. Go. Throw your own game, and then after two 0 I was I was thinking too easy, and and that may not happen, but I win, and that's the most important thing. There you go, fair enough from uh, from Martin Kleermacher, and then um, Dave Chisnell as well. A bit of a longer clip this one uh, after he beat Andrew Gilding three one in a one eighty fest. I was there so much to prove. I just I just I'm just glad that there's no COVID. <laughs> Because they hurt me that last year. Because I was, quite, I thought I was play, playing well. I won my first game quite easily, and I thought, yeah, I got down. I did me 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 COVID test, and I did twelve of them, and all twelve was positive. So unfortunately for me, I, I couldn't play. Looking at the tournament as a whole, that's one of the standout performances. Do you feel you're one of the favourites here this year? The way you played across the whole year. 
Uh, I won't say one of the favourites, but if I play my A game, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be one of the favourites. I'm going to be hard to beat. But like you say, darts is so so much luck you need, and um, to win big tournaments, I'm going to need a bit of it this, this year if I want to win it. There you I go. Mean, everyone's pretty confident, aren't they? Everyone, everyone fancies is, a bit. Everyone is pretty confident, aren't they? Really. Um, every, everyone fancies their bit. Bear in mind that was pre-MVG performance, so yeah, <laughs> maybe a bit more reserved. Um, and then just, uh, I think this this may be the final clip that we've got in at the moment, but Mervyn King, uh, he spoke to Phil uh, after getting over the line in his match. My whole year has been absolute crap, to be honest with you. Um, I've been trying my backside off and getting nowhere. Um, not been playing well, um, and that was all from um, a lot of early games here. First in the afternoon, first in the afternoon, first in the afternoon. It just it kills you. It, it absolutely knackers you. Um, and hence the reason I didn't play at all really against James Wade last year. Um, and he he's like, oh, we've done a number on him. Well, you're going to if you feel like I done. You know, it's not hard. Um, and that carried on the whole year. So normally I have two or three months of, of playing bad and it comes back. But it was just bad all year, to be fair. Hence the reason I missed a match play. Hence the reason I missed a Grand Prix. Um, but hopefully now these will, will start coming good and, and turning things around. There you go. That was uh, that was Merv King as well. There speaking to Phil. We'll have reaction from MVG, but we'll just break in play there just to chat on the final game uh, of night seven. And it was Stephen Bunting, um, Cam, who who got over the line against Leonard Gates, a game that neither player dominated on the outer ring. Um, Stephen Bunting kind of essentially fell over the finishing line, um, but essentially he's got the job done. Yeah, he did in the end. I mean. It was where we probably all expected it to go. I love me some Leonard Gates. I mean, I just can't help but smile when I watch him. Like, from the walk on to the when he's giving it a bit, when he's hit 140 or a decent score, or he's took the finish out and he's giving it a little chest bang and he's pointing at the camera and pointing at the crowd and he's just, just strolling around and bouncing around like he's the happiest guy in the world. And that first set, I just was just smiling watching all of it. But Stephen did... did well, I don't want to say it did well to come back from that because I'll be honest, there was some absolute horror shows in there. Some of some of the legs, like I mean, the one where they were both faffing around on double for what felt like an hour and a half yeah. was 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 painful. And then and then there was the point where Gates left ten, and I just I, I sat there and I just said out loud to myself, I went. He's left himself ten again. Anything could happen here, like because from the other day when he was splitting it and then not splitting it, and then I was like, "What's he gonna do? Is he gonna bust it again trying to split it?" <laughs> it was just, it was still enjoyable to watch, even yeah. though it wasn't the greatest of games. And and actually, to say he missed thirty-four doubles, Stephen Bunting, he still averaged over ninety, which shows you that he's actually played pretty well, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the, the, again, Leonard Gates just touching on him. What a what an addition he has been this year. I mean, uh, that one you touched on when he's you know taking out 
onto double five and he, he sometimes splits before he goes for it and then maybe he'll go for it, miss, then he'll split. He, he's just, he's great to watch. Um, and to be honest, in the early stages of the match, yeah, okay, Steve Bunting's doubling wasn't the best, um, but he was still in this game till till quite late on. Oh, he was playing great. I mean, his scoring was was the opposite of the other day where we saw him win by being better on the outer ring and not and maybe not scoring as well. Today, we saw him just score brilliantly from the start, really. The 140s that he hit, like, he finished up with 14 140s, I think, in the match, and he played really well and scored really well, but struggled massively on the outer ring. But, yeah, it's just... He's just an enjoyable bloke to watch, isn't he? And I'd have him in every tournament. Just Can we just give him a wild card to every tournament? <laughs> just let him play, because I want to watch him. We'd, uh, we'd, I'd, I'd be definitely up for that. Well, Dave Chisnell waits in the next round for Stephen Bunting, uh, and here's exactly what he had to say after his win. There's always, obviously, extra pressure on yourself when you're defending big money. and um, Obviously, I want to be in the Masters as well, so I need to be in the top 24. I think I've dropped to 25 with the, the money off. Um, but like I said, I'm playing better than ever. I don't really care who I play. I can get up there and just, just try and do my job, and um, the consistency will flow, and... That's the, that's the main thing. I want to win it. I think any player who's here wants to win this title. Um, do I believe I can win it? Of course I do. I think two years ago I was really unlucky um, playing game on price, to be fair, and I had chances in that game that it could have swung either way. I think even in the Grand, in the grand Slam two years ago when I lost to, to Gavin in the semi-finals, I was, I was unlucky. So I think I'm knocking on the door. Um, but like I said, this this year on TV, I've been terrible. Now I need to knuckle down. I'm practicing again. I can do some damage. There you go. Great honesty from Stephen Bunting. And finally, Cam, before we look ahead to tomorrow night's uh, eight games that we've got, Michael Van Gerwen um, sat down after his impressive victory tonight. You know, they always fear me. And uh, I don't have to play well for, for them to fear me. That makes it even better for myself. But overall, I think uh, um, uh, it's not that I have to give away messages anymore. You know, I mean, people know what I'm capable of. And when I, I, when I keep performing what I did tonight, the, then the rest will come automatically. But it, everyone always thinks it's easy, but it's not easy. I have to fight for it really hard as well. Uh, but I'm feeling comfortable, and that's, for me, at, the, at this stage in the tournament, really important. Is this the best you've felt coming into a World Championship in a few years? Yeah, but I felt really good last year as well, and I, I've been taken out last year because due of COVID, but that's gone, that's history. So you need to look to the future, and the future looks bright for, to me, for me. It definitely does look bright for MVG um, in the future. Well, of course, it's now got to the point of the show when we um, we look forward to... The Thursday night action, and again, double session for you tomorrow. Uh, we'll predict them. Let us know exactly what you think as well um, as we we head towards that Christmas break. And first up, Cam, getting us underway, it's Christopher Tyski against Danny Janssen. If both players are at their best, this could be a, a really tough game. Which way do you see it going? Yeah, it's it's one of those, like you say, it could be very close um, if they're both, both at the best. Um, don't think we saw the best from Danny Janssen a couple of days ago in his first round game, but he did well to get over the line. He's going to have to be better than that if he's going to go through this one, but I just think Christoph's just probably just got a level that's just above him, and I think 
think he goes through 3-1 for me. Yeah, I was thinking the same. I mean, Declan Mason, Jack Nulty, G's Adventures all saying Ratajski to win 3-2. Um, but I would go with with 3-1. I just think that experience on the stage may just stand him in, in good stead. Um, next up, then we have uh, Adam Gavlis versus uh, Ryan Searle. Another game that if, for example, for potential Ryan Searle isn't on his best game, Cam, and Adam Gavlis is, we could potentially see an upset here. Yeah, yeah, it's another one where, like you say, it's it's going to come down to, I mean, if Searle is at his best, he should come through it. But if he's not quite at his best, and obviously it's his first game up there of, of the week, Gavlis has already played up there and he's he's played well to come through. He could give him could give him a lot of bother, and I think I think this is one that we see go close. I think I do think so gets over the line, but in a tight one, I think it goes three two. Yeah, I'm I'm a lot of love for um for heavy metal in the uh, in the chat room, so thank you for for getting involved with that. I'm going three one for Ryan Searle. Um, I think he he just. Picks up, I guess, where we where we know he can he can perform, and I agree with David, uh, Mr. David P. One eighty. Uh, it depends on Gavilus, yeah, it does. Uh, it depends on what sort of player we get as to whether the game goes close or not. Um, then the third and penultimate game in the afternoon session, and again, if Mike Dedecker is on form in this game, he could easily blow Mensa Solivic out the water in this game. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought he played quite well the other day, and I actually think we see him win this one. The battle that probably neither of them actually particularly want to win now after what they knows waiting for them. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think Mike Decker Echo wins this three two. Yeah, um, Jack Jack siding with with Mencia, um, Bob Mike De Decker three one. I would say three one to Mike De Decker. Um, he. he, he as long as he performs as we know he has and in the last couple of years when he's been on that World Championship stage or when he's been, for example, in, in I don't know, the Grand Slam or, 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 or you know, televised tournaments, he's really struggled, hasn't he, with his performances. Um, but I expect a better version of himself and I think he wins 3-1 against Mencia Soljevic. Um Next up, I, I, I can kind of hope, I hope in, well, I hope I can guess what Cam's going to predict for the next one. It's Carol Sedlicek versus Dirk van Dijvenboda. Um I imagine you're going to predict near enough the same as what I will for this game, but do we have any chance of an upset? I think we do. I actually thought Carroll played really well the other day um, against Raymond Smith. I thought, do I think you beat Dirk? No. But it, again, it's another one where if Dirk's not quite at it, if Carroll plays like he did, I mean, the average close, close to a tonne, I think, on in one of the better performances we've seen of the first round. I do think he's got a chance. That being said, I'm going 3-1 Dirk. So, as much as I think he's got a chance, I don't think it will be quite enough. Because I think Dirk's yeah. played well recently and I think he'll do he'll do a number on him. Yeah, I, I, I think he wins... Um... 3-0 in this one, actually. I, th I think he just has far too much for, for Carol Sedlicek. But, and not to, to tempt fate, and, you know, Ross Smith may not get through his game against Darius Labanowskis, but Cam, what a game that could be if Dirk gets through and Ross Smith gets through. That could be a really mouth-watering tie. Yeah, give give me all that game. I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. I want to see that 
I want more sets. I want that to be. I want that to be sort of over seven. But um, yeah, that's just just a great game. I mean, we've seen how well Ross has done this year, getting his, picking up his first big title as well. And we know what Dirk can do, especially when when he's at it and the one eighty are flowing. Yeah, that's just just got a great game all over it. That. Yeah, 100%. Uh, heading into the evening session then, four more games um, tomorrow night. And one of the players that gets underway, Cam, has really gone under the radar. No one's been speaking um, about Gary Anderson and he finds himself on the stage again against Madders Rasma. Um, do we see this as a straightforward game for, for the Flying Scotsman or is he going to be embroiled in a bit of a battle? I really don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, we've not really seen him for a while. And I do love me some Gary Anderson, but I, I think he could be in a little bit of danger here because if Rasma sticks to the 19s and stops faffing about at the top of the board because he's just a much better player when he just throws at 19s all the time. We saw it in his first round game where as soon as he switched down to the 19s, he was a completely different player and averaged probably about 15 points better. Um if he does that, and he he quite fancied it when he was interviewed, when Phil interviewed him afterwards the other night, he said last time he played Gary up on this stage, he was kind of just there for the experience of playing Gary because Gary was his favourite player. He said this time he's been there, he's had that experience, now he just wants to go up there and he just wants to go up there and play. So he's going to be up for it. But I can't, I can't pick against Gary. It just, my, <laughs> my heart won't let me. Um, so 3 2 Gary Anderson. I think what was what uh, Jack, who's just commented there, said in, in the chat room is that he may lose one of the first two sets. Um, do you think that that may be the case that if he doesn't warm up early doors, he he may find himself behind? But we know that his his firepower, his his um, his checkout percentages will be up there. That he could essentially blow Madas Rasmer away later on in the game. Yeah, and he could. And if Gary's at it, then then yeah, he could very easily do that. But like I say, we've not seen him up there for a while and we don't know where his games are, how much he likes to tell us that he never practices as well, which I'm not sure I believe. I'm not sure I've ever believed that he doesn't practice, but yeah. I think he'll have put some work in because you can't just come into this event completely cold. Not not someone who's got a record as good as they have on this stage as well. And I think... I think he will have a little bit too much when it comes down to it, but I think it will be close. And I have to think Brasman gets a couple of sets off him. But yeah, I'm 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 in this in the in the three one uh, category. Lots of love for Gary Anderson. I don't think anyone's backed um, Madders Rasma to uh, to to get an upset win there. So um, everyone in in Gary Anderson's camp. Next up, we see James Wade, the world number eight, uh, take to the stage for the first time uh, against Jim Williams. And Cam, I, I imagine for Jim Williams, his doubling will have to be so much better if he wants to cause an upset tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, he was not particularly good the other day until, until probably the last sort of four or five legs. Um, and he said afterwards that he kind of slightly underestimated Sebastian Bielecki, and I would kind of give I gave him a little little bit of a um, little bit of stick for it afterwards, saying that for someone like Jim Williams, who's not particularly done done a great deal this year, 
he shouldn't be underestimating anyone going into a Worlds because he's got to be at his best and regardless of who he's playing, he, he definitely won't be doing that for this game. I mean, the, nobody underestimates James Wade. We know what James Wade can do and if you miss an opportunity against him, you know what's going to happen. You're not going to get another one. But I think those last last few legs from Jim, if he can play at that level, he's got a real good chance. And I'm going to pick him for the I'm going to pick him for the upset here. And again, it's going to be tight because no one's blowing Wade away. Let's let's be real. No one's, <laughs> no one's going in there and three 0 him. But three two, Jim Williams just about sneaks over the line. Wow, God would not be happy if he was here. <laughs> He was here oh, yeah, yeah. Would not that's the thing. I'm not even doing it just to just to try and get a rise out of God. He's <laughs> not even here. Yeah, I, I'm. Um, I think James Wade wins. I think he wins three one. I think Jim Williams will get a set off him. Um, but I think he's just his consistency and and his um, his his performance levels will will tell. Uh, next up, Cam. What an impressive run of form Luke Humphries has been on on a rise to fifth in the world. He takes on Florian Hempel. Not the easiest of games for Humphreys, but do you feel like his recent form could stand him in much better stead to 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 cruise through this match? I think so. Yeah, I think I think Luke's just playing too well this year, and I I can't really see Florian getting near him. I know we had he had a really good run last year, his first time up there, but I I, I don't see many people being Luke Humphreys right now. You're gonna have to play some serious, serious darts to get even near him. And I think Humphreys wins this one. I think he wins it three 0 Very, uh, very, very one-sided. Well, not what, um, not what Bob says. I'll, I'll pop his comment up in a second for you, Cam, to see Florian Hempel another surprise. Yeah, wow. And I wouldn't write him off at all after after what he did last year, but I just can't see it in this one. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Very much in the in in the category of Luke Humphreys winning three 0 I think he just puts in such an impressive performance. He's been in quite exceptional form recently, and his rise um, to to fifth in the world has been so impressive. So I think he wins and gets through to the next round. And our final game of the evening. This one might be quite a hard one to call, really. Cameron Menzies taking on um, Vincent Van der Voort. Could we be seeing that five set decider that we all want to see? Possibly. Um, I mean, first of all, you've got to give him his full Sunday name, as Sky will give him, that is Fallon Sherrod's partner, Cameron Mendes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't can't just t- t- call him by his own name. That's not allowed. Um, I don't think we see it. I don't think it goes all the way in this one. I, I like Vincent to win it 3-1, I think. Just, I just think the scoring power will probably be a little bit too much. And if he, that first dart starts going in with the speed he throws at and the, the way he can follow that first dart, I think he might just give himself too many chances and get over the line a little bit more comfortably than possibly it could be. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, 3-1. 3-1 to, um, to Vincent van der Voort getting over Fallon Sherrick's partner, Cameron Menzies. Um <laughs> Uh, as he's known now, 
Thanks for Camfort for pointing that one out. Um, but yeah, thank you for everyone um, for getting in touch tonight. Uh, Mr. David P. One eighty says Menzies too erratic. Um, in there, there's a couple of of people that fancy Menzies. Declan Mason's one who does, um, but a couple of others who were saying that. Uh, Vincent van der Vaart will win 3-2. Um, so thanks for uh, to everyone who's tuned in this evening. Um, remember, you can catch all the interviews on our social media channels. Just make sure you click on the link. It'll take you to our YouTube channel, um, where, of course, you can get all the in-depth um, interviews with the winners that won tonight. Um, and, of course, we'll be back for the same again tomorrow for night eight. Um, I think it may be you again, Cam, is it? Back on again? It, it is me, I think. Um, I think it's me and Gob again tomorrow. So, um, oh, brilliant. Can, I enjoy giving him a little bit when when my prediction comes through and James Wade gets beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll be watching that. I don't know what he'll, uh, what he'll be thinking of that. Um, but again, we'll be back at the same time tomorrow. Uh, so from all of us here at Online Arts, from myself, Charlie, uh, and of course from Cam, thank you very much for, for watching, for listening, and we'll, of course, see you all soon.